another legacy video definitely didn't know i could do that that's pretty cool i like how you're just ex- you're, it's it's like the first time you're ever experiencing the internet i'm usually on my phone i'm not looking at cards on my computer you could still press these buttons on your phone though yeah i didn't know that you fuck obviously all you have to do is just fucking click on something to find out don't talk to me i mean it's just that's just the truth you can silence yourself i'll just play magic online and people can listen to me swear at people you're not even good at magic online that wouldn't even be entertaining that's it's why like, it would be entertaining. It's like watching you try to fucking just like blindly navigate. Like if we blindfolded you and had had you like walk down just like the middle of Pittsburgh, like South Side. I could like probably do that. At night, that might would that would be more entertaining than watching you try to play Magic Online. Because at least like that. there's a chance of you getting hit by a car and dying in South Side. There's always that chance. There's only just a guaranteed 100% that you're going to die to the clock when we watch you play Magic Online. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever lost to the clock. We've gotten close. Close. Yeah, you usually just lose your opponent beforehand. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck off. What's up, you delinquents? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I'm your host, the master of white mana, Tyler. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, the Sultan of the Swamp, Matt. Matt, what's going on, man? How was your vacation? It was good, man. Then I had to come back to not vacation. Yeah. I feel like I haven't (laughs) fucking talked to you in an entire fucking week. Which is so uncharacteristic. Yeah, well, to be fair, I would get down to the beach at 6 a.m., go back up, eat breakfast, be down at the beach at like 7, 15 every day, and then I wouldn't come back up until yeah. like 5 o'clock. You just like go down, get drunk, pass out on the beach, and then repeat. Yeah, take my nap. Yeah, because I remember you, like the most my contact I nap. had from you was you sending me pictures of you and your wife on the beach drinking, and like I'd be sitting in a meeting, and I'd just like fucking text you back a picture of me just like sitting there and just write fuck you on a piece of paper and send it back. I have that picture. I'm going to text it to you right now, and you can tweet it out because it's actually fucking yeah, hilarious. That's, that's a solid screenshot. Yeah, because you're, you're out there well, you having have a the fucking picture, awesome too, time bro. just getting loaded in the sun, drinking your fucking White Claws like a fucking sorority girl. And I'm just, you know, stuck in a meeting dealing with fucking the problems that college students make because everybody knows that's a lot of them. Fucking college. But I mean, you have that picture. So tweet that fucker out because it's hilarious. I'll consider it. Don't fucking tell me how to live my life. That's my job in life is to tell you how to live yours. No, fuck. Okay, that's enough about your fucking vacation and you're not talking to me and not being my fucking friend. I tried to be your friend. I invited you to the fucking beach. That's fair. I just had to fucking work. You can't just you can't just go down to the beach the second day you're there. Be like, hey, you should come down and we just be like, oh, OK, I'll drop everything and just do that. <laughs> I legitimately it was it was the second day. I legitimately didn't even think about it. And I was like, why the fuck didn't I invite Lieb? I thought your wife was the one that said, like, what's Tyler doing this week? And you're like, I don't probably nothing. And she's like, why doesn't he come down? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that is how I. Yeah, because that's what you told oh. me on the phone. You called me. Yeah, I was like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> I like how your wife thinks about me and my fucking well-being more than you do, you piece of shit. You'll get it. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. But while you were at the fucking... We had some shit go down in the Magic the Gathering community. We had, you know, Popper was announced as a fucking format. We had some people blowing up on fucking line about fucking intentional draws. We had some Magic 2020 bullshit go on. We had the rest of the GP schedule spoiled. But before we get into that, let's go over... The big event this past weekend, Star City Games, Pittsburgh Open. It was Team Modern. And this was the first modern event in the wake of the fuck the Hogak Menace. The Hodor. Yeah, fucking Hodor Menace. That fucking big, beefy. Why the fuck? 
fuck does that asshole have trample, by the way? Because why not? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. Okay, I was listening to the, uh, like, the stream, like, in between rounds. Like, I would pull it up, and I would watch, like, Cedric and fucking uh, Pat- Patrick Sullivan. Or Sullivan, yeah. Patrick Chapin's yeah. a different person. Yeah, they're, they're it's only slightly different. <laughs> but I was watching fucking uh, Pat Sullivan, who's a game designer, I think, for, like, a bunch of different games. Not Magic, but different games. Talk about, like, that card in specific and how it that he thinks that it was designed. And... That was one of the questions that was brought up, like, why the fuck does this dickhead have trample? And he actually eloquently worded it. All of the cards, think about all the cards in that deck. All of them essentially have fucking zero text while they're on the battlefield. Like, none of it actually. It's all yeah, triggered they're abilities. They're when all 2-2 two, two or 2-1 two, idiots. So that, uh, that card is a really cool way of intentionally putting a keyword ability on a card that goes in a graveyard themed deck. And I thought that that was, that was actually really, really it made sense. It was a good synopsis of that, but that doesn't make the make sense that the cards a piece of shit. And Cedric Phillips was just like, well, why doesn't it have fucking reach then? It's a big fucking living building. And I was like, yeah, oh, good, yeah good point. Ced. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. From the art alone, it's like 90,000 zombies in one. Yeah. It's just or... a fucking animated graveyard, right? Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Flavor but, win. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Big time flavor win. But as far as design goes, Maybe not the Ferris card. No, it seems a little redonkulous. But fucking okay. So let's let's talk about the main event that happened. Um, I was there and I got to kind of walk around and watch the main event because the event that I was playing was not till Sunday. So I got to watch day one. I played a couple drafts and just like dicked around, talked to a couple people, went to the vendor, sold some cards. But I got to walk around in between doing all that shit and see some of the decks that people were playing, especially near the top tables and. It didn't seem like there was as many Hogak decks rolling around as I previously expected. I kind of thought there was going to be every fucking team was at least going to have one or two Hogak players. And that was just going to be the story of the fucking weekend. It did not seem as though that was the case, which is really weird to me. Well, I thought it was going to be either Hogak or a way to beat it. Yeah, for sure. Next level it. Uh, but even then, it seemed like there was, I mean, there was obviously a lot of Isaac, 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 Phoenix, I can't that fucking Isaac, call That Isaac that Phoenix, Isaac Phoenix is classic Isaac Phoenix. <laughs> but there was a lot of Isaac Phoenix for me walking around. There was a lot of weird creature decks. A lot of it would seem like it was creature decks. And like you said, when I was walking around, I saw a lot of fucking resting pieces. I saw a lot of Graft Diggers cages. I saw a lot of Tormod scripts. But like... It, Turns out, none of that shit fucking matters. You basically yeah. need... Because those cards have application in other matchups. You know what I did see a lot of that I didn't expect? Jund. Well, Jund plays Skews, which kind of eats all it's the like, important I guess shit. that deck is like pre-boarded against it. But yeah. like, it, I mean, I, I think even in the modern classic, like there was like two Jund decks in top eight, which is pretty fucking sweet. Like we haven't seen Jund in a long time. A very long time. Well, Jund is good historically against creature decks, graveyard decks, graveyard decks. And sometimes combo decks, if they have the right draw. Yeah, it's because it, it's pre-boarded against the graveyard decks for sure. And it just has the natural ability to grind through the creature decks. It's a mid-range deck that just grinds better than every other deck in the fucking format. Yeah, that's what it's designed to do. And it plays Leyline. Leyline's like the only way that you can beat the Hogak deck. Because turn two turns out to too be late. able to play your rest in peace. It's fucking way too late. <laughs> like, you're already dead. That sucks. Especially if you're on the draw, you are just fucked. Yeah, you basically need Leyline to have a chance. Yeah. So the as far as the breakdown for the top eight of that event, there was only four of the Hogak Bridgevine decks in that entire top eight of, what, 24 decks? Yeah, 24, because there's eight teams of three. And there was only four 
decks among that entire fucking. And there was a lot more. Is it Phoenix in that field than anything else? I think that might go along the lines of people don't want to fucking build this Hogak deck and spend the money on the fucking cards in it. And then it get banned because it's going to get banned in a week, which I get that. I wouldn't fucking buy the deck at all. I would never consider buying that deck. Yeah, that's the fickle bitch with decks like that. It's like really good, but how long is that shit going to last? And you know it's not going to be like the Eldrazi winner thing where they let that go for far too fucking long. Yeah. Yes, they did. Everybody knows that this is going to be very obviously fucking out of there. Yeah. If Hodor doesn't get banned, I'd be shocked. And I I think it's going to be Alter. I think Alter is going to be the card. I was on that plan to also be a card. I was on that too before, but I really think Hodor is going to be the one who gets the axe. Well, I think they got to consider the fact that Hodor is a brand new card. So is Alter. No, Alter is not a brand new card. Alter is a card that's existed in the past. Yeah, but never in modern. It's brand new to modern. Yeah, but th- the difference between brand new to modern and a brand new card, I think, is huge. I think there would be more willing to ban a card that has existed that is only recently put into modern than a card that is brand new to only exist ever in for uh, less than a month. You might that, be right. I think well, that only I, time I think will tell. Bridge, bridge is probably going to go because Bridge is a fucking nonsense card that doesn't make sense. And I think Alter is going to go because it has existed in Magic for a very long time. And I don't think it needs to exist in, in Modern. Because without... without oh, go ahead. Without Hodor, though, the deck doesn't do much. You can still make some zombies and stuff, but not nearly. You can't win on turn fucking three. Yeah, but you can't do that without Alter either. But you also have sack outlets, and you can still make a ridiculous amount of zombies and then kill them. Yeah, but after, you, other ca- sack after, you, cash your first, after you cash your first Hodor... The second one, after you, after somebody targets it with a Path of Exile and you sack it, that second one is going to take much, much, much more effort to cast than the first one after you sacrifice it to fucking altar and put eight more cards in your fucking graveyard. See, I don't think that's the case. Just look at other things that did that. Look at fucking Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time. It's very easy to fill up your graveyard in Modern. I mean, very easy. If you're you using have... spells to do it, but that, that deck requires you to use creatures. But I don't think it would hurt the deck, really, if they ban Alter. Okay, I'll just play for looting. or I don't even know if looting's in the deck now. But they could just play some spell that does that with some minor tweak. Sure, but it wouldn't Dredge just be better at that point? I don't know. Because I think Dredge, Dredge would just effectively fill their graveyard more, or at least more efficiently. And that remains to be seen. We just know that at some point, fucking Bridgevine is going to get something banned from it. Maybe multiple things. Who fucking knows? Yeah, only time will tell. So, but the team that won it ended up being a Bridgevine player, a Humans player, and a Mardu Death Shadow player, which I looked at that deck list. That deck list is fucking sweet, dude. Did you get a chance to check this out? I looked at zero deck lists. Oh my God. So it's playing, it plays obviously four Death Shadow. It's playing a Giver of Ruins. It's playing three Dreadhorde Arcanists. It's playing four, the new Ranger Captain of Eos. And then Street Wraiths as a a Gritaxian probe that doesn't look at a hand. And then just a million one mana spells. It is a fucking value train and a half. That deck is so fucking cool. I think what Team Lotus Box is like was that was their deck going into it. A bunch of the people on that that like SEG grinder team played it. And this guy just happened to fucking win the tournament with two other schlubs that are playing decks. I was like, surprised to see humans list fucking be in win it all. I'm not. Humans is good. Yeah, humans is a fucking all. I mean, as long as they keep printing just creatures that don't aren't specific types. Humans is always going to be good because they're always going to print cards with the creature type human. Yeah, there's always going to be humans. You're right there. Yeah, you hit I that was just right bummed. on the head. But the my biggest bummer 
for the fucking at least the finals was fucking the second place team were all fucking Pittsburgh locals. Yep. That was a big fucking bummer for me to watch those guys win because what Brian, uh, yeah, Brian Corville, Koval was the middle guy. He's very good. He won the tournament weekend last he's year, the, he's, and he's the nicest fucking guy. I played with, I played against him at Nice Guys a, a handful of times at like IQs or whatever. And yeah, he's super such nice. a fucking nice guy. And yeah, he won Vintage Champs last year. Yep. Like he's the reigning Vintage Champion. And like the what James Mangus is the guy's name. I don't know him. Yeah, he I, he went to the college that I work at. It's kind of cool. Yeah, pretty neat. Yeah, he's and he's a super nice guy too. So I I didn't have an issue watching those guys get as far. I was kind of bummed that they didn't win it. Did you do that on purpose that he's a nice guy? Oh my fucking god! No, I did you not. You didn't do it on purpose. That's <laughs> yeah. even better. Look at that fucking unintentional plug. I told you, dude. I'm the master of this shit. I don't. I I do it in my sleep. I'm just fucking sitting here. It just happens. You do it when you don't even mean to do. It. I'm cool with it. I think also the big story of this weekend that really works against Hogak is the fact that the most card, pl- the most popular card played was fucking Leyline. It's so good, man, though. It really is. It's good against Hogak. It's good against. Uh, it's good against Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. Especially, I mean, the, the Phoenix was playing like the Aria Flame version. So Leyline was not as important. It's still good. It stops their phoenixes from before. Yeah, it stops them from coming back. But you could just kill somebody with Aria Flame, and it doesn't actually matter what your graveyard says or does. Aria Flame is insane. I watched Aria Flame kill multiple people this weekend, just like looking over people's shoulders, seeing an Aria Flame and be like, oh, I want to see how this turns out. And then two seconds later, the person just takes like 14 of their fucking skull. Yeah. <laughs> it's just insane. That card's nuts. That was a sleeper card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turns out when you get, just get to put a card that deals damage equal to the number of spells you cast, and you have a bunch of one-mana spells in the format. And you want to do that anyway. It kind of just yeah, paralleled just with your yeah. main game plan. Yeah, they just get to go turn four, or turn three Aria, and then turn four, cast six spells. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's just fucking nuts. Seems good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that card was really cool. But yeah, Leyland of the Void was the most played card, and it was by a significant margin. And that is just a direct response to how powerful this Hogak Bridgevine deck is. How powerful graveyard decks in modern are. I mean, but there was, let me count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There were eight uh, Phoenix-based decks in the top eight, or the top 24 decks from this tournament. That's that's actual double the amount of Hogak decks. That shows how, I've always, and I've always said this, the Is It Phoenix decks, if you play Rest in Peace against that deck, it doesn't fucking matter. That's a useless card again. Yeah, they can actually just cast their spells. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Like, that card is so resilient against graveyard hate that this all of these people playing ley lines, I think, really benefited that the Izzet Phoenix and these teams who are just jamming Izzet Phoenix because that's been the best deck since Hodak came on the scene, since before Hodak came on the scene. Izzet Phoenix was just the best deck, and I don't think anybody's going to argue that. That just shows how powerful that deck is. It's just like, oh, I mean, I guess that kills four cards in my deck. I guess I'll just side them out and then just kill you with everything else in my fucking deck because you're bringing in Graveyard Hate because that's all that's in your fucking sideboard. Yeah, no, I agree. But, I mean, overall, that was the most shocking part of the week is as far as the main event is concerned. How much fucking Graveyard Hate was just swimming around? Like, I'm looking at this right now. Leyline of the Void is the number one most played deck in that top 24 decks. Number seven is Surgical Extraction. When has that ever been a fucking thing? Ever. In modern. Never has. Never, yeah. ever has been. Well, there was a couple weekends where Dredge was like unstoppable and then people adjusted, but 
Yeah, but that was back when, like, Grave Troll was in the format. I think Grave Troll is way less broken than Hogak. Oh, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that at all. I would rather have Grave Troll in the format every fucking day of the week than ever see Hogak ever. Yeah, you get behind <laughs> that statement. You heard it here first. We're bringing Grave Troll back, everybody. <laughs> fucking go buy them out now. We're going to ban Hogak and just bring Grave Troll back. We're bringing back everything in the modern format, except for the fucking decks that have been banned within the past five years. So we're keeping Eldrazi out of the format and we're going to keep Hogak out, but we're bringing back Barthing Pod. We're bringing back, we're just bringing back Stoneforge Mystic, everything all together. Fuck it, unbanned Skull Clamp. Let's do this. We're going to yeah. go in, make an unbanned list modern. It's going to be the best day ever. They've done that before. Yeah, but every fucking turns time out they Eldrazi do something like still that, just better than the, the, the first SCG con, right? Yeah, it turns out that Eldrazi is just the best. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that deck. God, I hated that format. But I would be very excited to see an unbannedless modern without Eldrazi. That would be cool. But just keep Eldrazi banned and everything else unbanned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that would be an interesting format. Keep Hogak in the format, ban Eldrazi, open the fucking floodgates, let everything else back in. Let the format sort itself out. Let's see what's really broken. It was just really broken for the time. And then start making chops. Because we know Eldrazi is too, too good. Because it's been so be recent. Twin would just be the best deck then, right? Then Hogak? I don't know. Hogak kills before Twin. But they have disruption. Whenever you go to cast Hogak, guess what? Remand. Oh, I'll tap yeah. your land down and then kill you. Yeah, but I don't... I mean, they have to have it. Yeah, that's also with four dig through time and treasure cruise, and they're going to have it. Yeah, I guess, but, well, I mean, is Storm or the Burn deck just better than that? Why would the Burn deck be better than that? Uh, burn Blue? Do you remember when Shahar Shanhar won Worlds with that? Yeah, just four burn and then with four treasure crews. Four burn and four treasure crews. I think that might just be faster. That might be faster than Hogak. And that might just have enough disruption and be faster than Twin. Maybe. I don't know. All right, I don't know. Fucking open up the floodgates. We, like gotcha. I said, or like you said, you heard it here first. Just fucking unban everything. We're going in. <laughs> everything is going to be a fucking madhouse for the next month or so. Or no, let, let it go for like three months. And then we'll figure it out after that. Fuck it. You would stop seeing these janky-ass decks. Yeah, or you know what you could do instead of doing that? You say, Legacy, I'm going to punch you through the Everybody format. stop playing Modern and go to a fucking better format that is fucking Legacy. <laughs> you nailed it. You know me so goddamn well. <laughs> I hate that I knew that. Yeah, motherfuck, motherfuck Modern. Modern sucks. The only reason why I didn't play in the main event during SCG Philly is, one, because I don't have friends. Two, Matt was uh, my only you friend. SCG Pittsburgh, you fuck? Yeah, SCG Pittsburgh, yeah. That's it wasn't in Philly. Yeah, fuck Philly. No, actually, no. Philly, charming city, people suck. But everything else about the city I like. Besides the sports fans. So the people are charming, unless it comes to sports. The sports fans of Philly are pieces of shit. But I would argue that the pieces of shit that like sports in Pittsburgh are worse than the pieces of shit that likes. That'll be another. Actually, join my Ooh. sports podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm just going to talk about how much I hate pennsylvania sports all right you fuck let's talk about legacy yeah so fuck the main event because modern sucks right now and also i don't have no two other people to play modern with me i at the event decided to join in to the legacy classic because legacy is the best format and i think death and taxes is a very good deck in the format right now it's my favorite deck so i jumped in and i ended up finishing the event at four and three which i mean is fine it's not bad especially considering the matchups i had I missed top 32 on breakers, which I mean, fucking sometimes you eat the bear. Sometimes the bear eats you. <laughs> There's not two other ways to go about that. 
But you're gonna run us through some of your matchups. Yeah, fucking round one, I played against fucking food chain. <laughs> I feel like that's a hard matchup because it's all just creatures. Well, first of all, it's a literally it's it, it's it's an impossible matchup because it's a combo deck that focuses around creatures that don't get killed by swords to plowshares. Like they actively want their creatures exiled. So what am I supposed to fucking do? Yeah, you're actually just giving them life. Yeah, I'm, it's just like oh. I'm going to put your creature where you want it to be. Also, here's three life or four life. Yeah, but Food Chain is also not a very common deck, especially in paper, I feel. so. Yeah, I'm, not very common. The only reason why I knew it was Food Chain, because Food Chain is one of like my favorite decks in the format. And when my opponent goes, Misty Rainforest, Fetch, Forest, uh, Bird, I'm like, oh, either this guy's playing a brew or he's playing Food Chain. And then he goes turn to land fetch and then the fucking three mana spell that you exile cards and then draw a card. I can't remember what the fucking spell is called. I know what it is. I can't think of it though. Yeah, I can't remember the fucking name, but th- there's a spell that exiles cards from your grave or from your library. Search your card, search your library, exile the cards and then draw a card. And I'm like, oh, this guy's fucking play food champ. I'm probably. But we had two really, really fucking good games where he obviously came out on top. But he was like, I guess Food Chain players now are playing Hydroid Crisis, which is fucking beating if you've ever played against it. it's It does not feel good. And Food Chain, yeah, like I said. That's not something that's very good. Or you're not very good against a, I'm going to gain life and draw cards no matter what you do. Yeah. And that card is Manipulate Fate. Manipulate Fate. Yeah, that's the fucking one. That card is really bad, but it's really fucking powerful. In Food Chain, <laughs> turns yeah, out. Yeah, that's exactly what you want to do. You just want to exile. Yeah, you want to exile Miss Hollow Griffin. You want to exile Eternal Scourge, which are the cards that you can cast from your exile when you have a fucking Food Chain. So you're just making infinite mana, and then you're killing them with a Walking Ballista. Or the way that this guy was doing it, he was playing, uh, like I said, he was playing Hydroid Crisis. So you make infinite mana, and then you cast Hydroid Crisis and draw your deck so you have protection, and then you cast your Walking Ballista. Like, that's fucking... Yeah, that seems much better than... The other yeah, way. I think that's then just you a can have some for that deck. Force and... But yeah, started the format out strong, or started the event out strong by losing to uh, essentially an unwinnable matchup, which is how I fucking started out Eternal Weekend the past two years, too. I'm really good at starting out tournaments with big fucking losses to unwinnable matchups. Do better. Play better decks. You're right. No, there is no better deck than Death and Death. Watch your goddamn mouth. But round two, I got to fucking get my just desserts. And I played against blue white or blue red Delver, which Seems I like eat for fucking up. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, that fucking one three that casts spells for free or casts yeah casts spells for free from the graveyard. Uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist. Yeah, it's real good. That card has made the made the matchup a little bit closer. I still think Death and Taxes is favored. My opponent, when we were talking about it, disagreed. But I mean, I won the match. So fucking who's right now, dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> but. No, I played two. I played two really good games against a Delver player. The Delver just is kind of forced to play around the wastelands that I have, and that really fucking screwed him. And that's what pretty much won me game two. I'm cool with that though. I don't have an issue. Round three, I played against uh, Blue White Stoneblade, which I fucking severely misjudged in game one because I started out with just the classic death and taxes. I'm playing Thalia. I'm Rashad importing you. I'm taxing your mana. And he played, I think, maybe 10 spell or he, I saw 10 cards total. That was including land drops. And then he conceded. And all of the cards that he showed me seemed like it was just miracles. It was just blue eye control. 
So I sideboarded in exactly how I would for blue eye control. He went island pass. And I was like, okay, this is definitely blue eye control. This is game two. And I went ancient tomb, chalice of the void on one. And he looks at me, he's like, yeah, that's fine. And he said it so fast. I was like, oh, fuck this. I made a terrible mistake. (laughs) Yeah, this might not be miracles. And I was like thinking like he didn't force that. He didn't do anything to it. He didn't daze it. I'm really worried that I made a mistake and then pass it back to him. He went plain Stoneforge mystic. And I was like, fuck. Oh, I really made a mistake. This is so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. No bueno. This fucking proceeded to get a batter skull and beat me to death with it because I, it was definitely not miracles. He was definitely Stoneblade. So I pretty much, he gave me game one and I gave him game two because I'm a fucking moron. And then game three, he uh, did the thing where they have true name nemesis and they have the new three mana Teferi and they have Jace the Mind Sculptor and I don't win that game. Yeah, that's not an easy game to win, it seems. True Name Nemesis is a fucking house. Yeah, especially when you put a Jitte on that motherfucker. Yeah, or anything. You know what card's really good against small white creatures? Umazaz Jitte. Yeah. The very first Planeswalker in Magic the Gathering. Yeah, that seems like a bad beat. Oh, it's so fucking bad. But the next round, um, I got to play against, uh, I can't remember what her last name is, but her first name is Liz. She's on Twitter. She's actually really fucking cool. I've seen her on Twitter back and forth talking about different things. She played Death Shadow for a long time, and that's when I first saw that she was like talking about things on Twitter because she was talking about Legacy. And I'm like, oh, I like when people talk about Death Shadow because I want people to play that deck because Death and Taxes eats that deck. You know it's good against Death Shadow? Swords of Plowshares. Yeah, fuck yeah, it is. You know what's really good against Death Shadow, too? At that point, we're playing like two Mirren Crusaders main board. Yeah. I'm going to eat that ass. I'm going to put a fucking sword on Mirren Crusader. And just fucking wreck you for so much. It draw two cards and deal you two more damage or four more damage. Yeah, fuck yeah, that felt real good. But yeah, I was playing like that'd be a good. She was not on Death Shadow. Do. Turns out <laughs> she was on Rug Delver with Ren and Six. Do you know what else wrecks Mono White? Yeah, Ren and Six. Ren and Six. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've actually I came to a revelation not during the tournament but today when I was thinking about. Ren and six and how fucking busted that card is. I don't think I even try to sideboard or try to keep ways to stop Ren and six in my deck. I think I just have to try to ignore that card. I don't think you can though. As it's crazy just... as that sounds. The thing is it only deals one damage. The answers that I have in the main board are Frexian Revoker. And mom, I guess. And mom. What is what? But that card kills both of those cards, right? And all of the other removal spells kill those cards. So if I go get a Phyrexian Revoker and I play it and name Renin Six, my opponent just gets to go, oh, cool, uh, bolt that. Or, oh, cool, if it's postboard, abrade that. Or whatever. The, all of their removal spells kill that fucking thing. I think I just have to play cards with two toughness. It Make also them allows them bolts. to basically ignore your Wasteland plan. I think I think Rest in Peace, I always bring Rest in Peace in in that matchup because Tarmogoyf is a beating. Tarmogoyf, or rest in peace always also kills the plus one effect of Renin six. I think you just have to ignore Renin six. If you're a death and taxes player and just focus on great, like doing that graveyard hate thing with rest in peace, which you are already doing before ignore Renin six, worry about their threats and worry about fucking killing them quickly. Don't let them get out of hand with that shit. Yeah. And what led me to that your things off is just backbreaking. Yeah, exactly. What led me to that is actually my round seven matchup. So my round but the rug delver was not round four. I lost to that. So at that point I was one in three and I was like, Oh Jesus Christ, this is a fucking mess. But I mean, it's legacy. So I'm going to keep playing. 
Round five, I played against Eldrazi, like the colorless aggro Eldrazi deck. And that, I mean, that those were fun games. Those were like a coin flip games. I ended up coming out on top for that one, but it could have easily gone another way. My round six and my round seven were fucking amazing. They were the two of the most fun games of Magic I've ever played in my entire life. Bold claim. No, because fucking in round six, I played against fucking Sneak and Show. And I game one, I did the tax thing and beat them, which probably shouldn't happen. But I think he just took a bad hand and it just didn't pay off. Like our hand hoping. Up. Yeah. Um, but game two, I mulliganed or a really playable seven to like a mediocre six. But the mediocre six had an answer to if he show and tell something in. I had Palish Ailer. And wouldn't you fucking know it? Homeboy goes Lotus Petal, City of Traders, Sack Petal for Blue, Show and Tell turn one. And I'm like, well, if it's Omniscience, I'm fucking dead. And if it's not Omniscience, I fucking win. And he show and tells in a fucking Gristle Brand. And I show and tell in a Palace Jailer. And he's like, well, <laughs> I'm dead. So turn zero, turn his turn one before I even get a fucking land drop. I have a 2 2 and I'm the monarch. <laughs> Yeah, that seems good. Yeah, it was fucking insane. I was just sitting there After like, he just wasted four cards. I was trying my absolute hardest not to fucking like just break out in a giddy childlike laughter at that point. <laughs> it was so tough. And I just beat him to death with a, a bunch of tutus because that's what Death and Taxes does. And you're just drawing cards. Oh, yeah. And I'm drawing like multiple cards a turn. It's it was I was living the actual. That's why you play Death and Taxes for moments like that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's the only reason why you want to ever play this deck. <laughs> so I was three and three going into round seven uh, playing for at least a 500 record. And I was playing against I and sat down against a guy who apparently is a Pittsburgh guy. I don't think I've ever seen him before, um, but he's playing four color loam, which in theory should be a fucking miserable matchup. Yeah, Life from the Loam is really good against you because well, it just shuts off your... Life from the Loam doesn't really do much because I'm playing so many fucking basics. Punishing Fire is a fucking beating, though. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. All your Punishing skips. Fire kills everything I fucking play. Like, in my deck, I have actual one creature that doesn't die, die to Punishing Fire, and that's because I'm playing a hedge against Delver. I'm playing Brimaz in my main board right now. Because Brimaz King of Oresco is that fucking dude. Love him. The 3-4 idiot who makes cats. Yeah, 3-4. And then when he attacks, he makes a 1-1 cat with Vigilance that's attacking. And when he blocks, he makes a 1-1 cat with Vigilance that's blocking with. Seems good. Yeah, he's a fucking... And also, for toughness. So, little known fact, not everything in Death and Taxes has to die to Lightning. <laughs> that guy survives. Or Braid or any other amount of... Or any other burn, like typical burn spell. That's yeah. why I play Brimaz, because he doesn't just automatically lose to the Blue-Red Delver, and Blue-Red Delver is a huge deck right now. And also, I love Brimaz. Shout out to Craig Wesco. His his Twitter handle is Brimaz for life. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> I couldn't thunk. agree more. <laughs> fucking Craig Wesco is one of my actual heroes. Love that guy. He just loves mono white aggro. Yeah, because he's, like, yeah, he's like deck. me. He loves shitty white creatures. But yeah, I ended up fucking beating the four-color loam deck in round seven. Um, I think he took round one with that fucking motherfucker Ren and Six and Punishing Fire. Um, and I ended up squeaking out doing the tax thing in round two. And in round three, might have been my the highlight of my magic career. I might have had to retire after round You should have. Because there was a point in the game where I cast a Sanctum Prelate on two, naming two. So it shuts off most of the cards that kill me in that game. The following turn, I equip a Batter Skull to the Sanctum Prelate. And then the following turn after that, I play and equip 
a fucking sword of fire and ice of the breeze. That seems okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you even beat that? Like, that that's fucked. Maze of Ith. Yeah, no. He, there's no way he was out. I just him. realized Stepmom can actually give you pro Maze of Ith. Yep. I just clicked in my head. Target creature. Yeah. Stepmom is the fucking... Is, there was actually a couple times this weekend where I looked at Mother of Ruins and was just like, God damn it, I wish you were my stepmom and not my real mom. Two toughness and gives pro... Yeah, against Ren and Six a bunch of times and against Colorless Aldrazi. Maybe moms, maybe the new stepmoms are real hot. I'm, Who knows? I will eventually have to try it. I'm going to try it before uh, I go Syracuse. to Syracuse and play. But speaking of speaking of fucking legacy in Syracuse, um, before that, we obviously, the classic existed. This classic. Turns uh, out that uh, Beatty's pretty fucking good at magic. Who would have thunk? I actually, I was talking to him between rounds and... I didn't know that he was at the event or he was playing in the fucking classic until probably around round five, it probably in between round four or five or in between round five and six. And I went up to him. I was like, Hey, uh, what's going on, man? And he's like, yo, yeah, I'm just playing the legacy classic. I'm like, Oh, me too. How you doing? He's like, Oh, you know, I'm just like, have to play a win and end for top eight. I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. And he won that win and end for top eight. And then he just continued to win and ended up taking down the entire fucking event. Mono red prison, baby. Yeah, fucking insane, right? First of all, Beatty is a fucking incredible magic player. Like one of the best players that we probably know. Yeah, personally know. Yeah, he's Yeah, really for sure. Good. That we know is like as 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 a associate, as a as a known associate. The first thing he said was like, "Hey, hey Yins won the Legacy Classic." And then the next thing he said, "Karn too strong." Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Karn is really good cuz he's not playing any of those fucking derpy three mana goblins anymore. He's just playing four uh Chandra Torture Defiance and four Karns, which Turns is out, fucking sweet. And there's so fine. many greeny mana bases in Legacy right now. Either you're playing a bunch of basics or you're playing an incredibly greedy mana base. And the people who are playing a bunch of basics are trying to cast cheap fucking spells. And the deck just lines up against those cheap spells really well, too. It also lines up very well against three four-color decks. Hell yeah, it does. Yeah, so and he took it down. four main board of Braid. Yeah, that definitely helps in like the Stoneblade matchup and the Death of Taxes matchup. Yeah, that's he. I'm I'm happy for him. I'm glad he took it down because I talked to him right before, right before he was playing a win and in for top eight. And then as I was leaving, it was right after they announced the top eight because I wanted to see if I made top thirty two. They announced that he was like fourth overall or something, and I saw him. I was like, "Fucking take it down, dude!" And he's like, "I guess I'll try." And then he did. <laughs> I can see him saying that with a shitty grin that he has. He's yeah. like, I'll, "I guess I'll try." Yeah, he's like, I, "I'll try it, I guess." <laughs> Because I talked to him after his last round. He's like, well, uh, despite my best attempts at fucking losing that game, <laughs> I yeah. ended up winning. And that's 100% his personality. You know that that's exactly Yeah, Beatty's a good dude. I'm glad. You can't follow him anywhere because he's not on social media. Yeah, but if you could, I would say. I mean, you can go on MTG Goldfish. You can go on MTG Top 8 and you can see his list. And then yeah, copy that list exactly and run it back and see if you can do what he did. I doubt you can because he's fucking, he's that good. Dude is that fucking good. All right. Well, I mean, that was that that was my SEG Pittsburgh experience as far as the Legacy Classic goes. I mean, thank thank Beatty for being so good at Magic. He's fucking awesome. I had a great time. My buddy Austin was there too. He played in the Modern Classic. He ended up going four and three with Dredge, um, and then he dropped after that because we just wanted to go get dinner and drink. Did you say the Modern Classic? Yeah, Modern Classic. He played Dredge because that he doesn't play Legacy because it's too rich for his blood. Also, he's a fucking nurse. He makes infinite more money than me. So I don't know why he doesn't just fucking buy legacy cards. But he's like, oh, I'm frugal, man. 
Yeah, fucking idiots not spending money. I mean, also to be fair, I never spend money on anything. And you have and you have the the deck. Yeah, it's not like Icarids are as much as they used to be. So yeah, Austin, it, if you're listening to this, I know he fucking will buy your fucking LEDs, you stupid bastard. You stupid fucking pussy, buy them. Quit being That's a right. Dick. That's what I'm fucking saying, dickhead. Everyone find this kid and yell at him until he buys this. Well, you yelled at him on the phone and you didn't even know he was fucking here because I was on the phone with you. I called you. You called me when you got home from vacation and he was taking a nap and then he came and he was like, hey, I'm about to leave. I was like, OK, dude. And you were on the phone. He's like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I like yelling at people I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you definitely did that. Did he say anything? Was he like, who the fuck is this bitch? No, he knows it's you because he's listened to the cast before. So shout uh, out to Austin if he listens to this one. So he knows. He's fucking aware. Quit being a pussy. (laughs) Yeah, quit being a scrub. Play Legacy. Matt, also, you play Legacy, you fucking scrub. It's the best format, little bitch. There's a format that I'm looking into right now that I just bought stuff for. Oh, yeah? Yeah. little known thing called as... It's super expensive, so it's not very easy to get into. Oh, yeah, I think I know what format you're talking to. All the cards are like... 30 cents. Under a dollar. Yeah. It's called uh, (laughs) Popper. Popper, my dude. Yeah, I literally bought an entire deck. Well, not an entire deck. I had the basics, obviously, and then like seven other cards. And I spent Essentially less an entire than deck. You bought less. like out of the out of the seventy five cards that are in the deck, you had like maybe twenty of them, including the basic land. Yeah. So I bought. <laughs> so everything about, else you had to purchase, and you bought it for under thirty bucks. Under forty bucks. Well, you bought sleeves with that, didn't you? Yes, I did. So the cards were <laughs> under thirty bucks. <laughs> it was uh, six dollars worth of sleeves. That's amazing. <laughs> So Popper, Popper has been officially announced as a format, and it's going to have a unified card list with Magic Online and Magic in paper. So it's that, honestly about goddamn time they did that because right? it's so fucking, fucking tell me confusing. About it. If you want to play it in paper, you're like, oh, well, that wasn't printed. That's not legal. Or it wasn't on Magic Online. That's not legal. And it's like, well, it's a fucking common. What do you mean it's not legal? Exactly. Like, if you want to jam the fucking games in a league, fucking awesome. You get to play your deck online. You get to play it and run it through leagues and have fun with it. And then if you ever get the opportunity to play it in paper, you have to fucking change it. It's different. That's fucking obnoxious. But now, now you don't have to worry about it because they have a unified card list. That's going to be so sweet for that format. And with, with along with that, they have banned three cards immediately right out the gate before this even starts. They banned Sinkhole, they banned him to Torok, and they banned High Tide. I can see why they banned him, because him is a miserable card to play against, yeah, so especially in a format good. that's kind of slower like modern or like Popper is. But, I mean... Him Sink- makes sense. And Sinkhole's a, a miserable card to play against. Like, let's be Not honest, really. Sinkhole what? sucks. How many common fucking land destruction spells are there? There's not... I, don't, I mean, to, to my knowledge, there are not many. That's what I mean. Like it's, I don't think that should have been banned. I think I, that just that just fosters a bad play experience, and I I think it's probably a good ban. Yeah, it doesn't like honestly matter. Like it, there's not like they're not crushing a deck because they banned sinkhole yeah. preemptively. High tide. I don't know if there's a payoff for it. I'm sure I don't there think is. There currently is. There's but, a bunch of things that can help you generate mana with high tide. I but, think they're just preemptively saying no. We're not fucking dealing with that and have. And it's like the eggs thing. That's why eggs got banned exactly. in modern because it's, it's just fucking miserable. You could sit there and dirtle and diddle yourself for fucking forty minutes and then do nothing. Oh, pass the turn. Yeah, because for a for a positive play experience, it's never good to have a deck where the 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 player just gets to sit there and masturbate while the opponent just gets to watch them do it. Like that's never fun. Yeah, I agree. But it's and that honestly. 
Oh my god! What? Ollie just farted and it smells so freaking bad. <laughs> he's like, he's sitting on my couch, his butt facing me. Jesus, man. What are, you try- what are you trying to do to me? He's just a good boy. That probably felt good. That had some stank on it. I love that. I'm keeping that in. That's great. Whatever. That was, it just hit me like a wave. <laughs> Shit, bro. Well, fucking, but Popper, back to Popper and not your dog's yeah. farts. I think yeah, High Tide is probably, is a proactive band. So they don't have to worry about any cards that they potentially print in the future just being fucking degenerate and ruining the format for a fucking month. Yeah, that would make sense. And like I said, it's not stopping any deck that's currently already there. It's just preventing some degenerate bullshit that someone someone will inevitably find. Yeah, because a card like High Tide is not hard to bring. Like the only the only prerequisite to High Tide is you play Islands. That's it. <laughs> well, you, that actually is better when you just play Islands. Yeah, because your mana base is really good. Also, you get to play blue. That's yeah, pretty good. Turns and I'm out. sure there's some control decks that can just ramp out bigger stuff faster. Yeah, I just do like degenerate. Like they get to play like Ulamog's Crusher and just just play it super early and then kill you immediately with it. Yeah, I see that. I get that. That makes sense to me. Sure, but I but I still think it's more of a preactive, proactive thing than anything else. I'm glad. I just bought a bunch of stuff. Um, the actual most expensive thing I just bought was Ash Barons. Oh, that's the basic land cycle card for like one yeah. for it's a land that taps for one colorless, but it has basic land cycle for one colorless mana. So you get to yeah. just discard it from your hand, pay one, and then you get to go find a basic. Yeah, for a long time, that card was like $15 a piece because it was only ever in the one uh, commander set. Yeah, and then they printed it in what was it? The last modern or the last uh, M25, I think, whatever that one was. I thought it was that, in a master set. Master, master 25. Yeah, that's what I thought. They're like all out of stock now. A lot of places I'm looking at. Yeah, because people are buying in in anticipation of it being a thing that is going to get some traction. Because I I can totally see it. Because Popper's a fucking sweet format. But in addition to that, also the hype build up is because Channel Fireball released their quarter four schedule for all of their GPs that are going on at the Magic Fest for the last quarter of the year. And the very last GP of that year, and I think it's like December 21st, it's like right before Christmas, but they released that schedule, and the only Grand Prix on that schedule that doesn't have a defined format is that one. And a lot of people are speculating that that's going to be a main event popper GP. You think it's just going to be a popper GP? That would be, that'd actually be kind of cool. That would be fucking sweet, and people are going to travel. Also, I believe it's Portland. Well, here's the thing. You That's could literally build, yeah, you could build 10 popper decks and test if you really wanted to for. Yeah, you could. Literally under $1,000. And uh, yeah, it, it's a fraction of the cost of a format like modern or a fraction of the cost of a format like standard. And don't even get me talking about like how many popper decks I could sell fucking legacy death and taxes for. And death and taxes is one of the cheaper decks in the format. Also the best deck in the format, but one of the cheaper decks in the format. The draw spells are really what's expensive or in in paper for Popper. But yeah, I think that format is going to be awesome as a GP format. It's just going to be so fresh for people to be able to step away from the constructive formats like standard modern and have something that's cheap and accessible. That's also eternal where the power level is pretty balanced. There's not like a defined quote unquote best deck. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet. I think that format is going to be really, really fucking successful. It's a fun format for sure. And the most expensive card that I'm seeing is Mystic Remora at ten dollars. 
I think Mr. Gamora jumped a bunch too because of that. Yeah, it only and, used to be like three bucks. Yeah. I mean, and I then, bought uh, personally, I bought Merchant Scrolls because I think Merchant Scrolls good. And I also plan on building Legacy High Tide at some point because I think that deck is really fun. And that's just one thing that I want to play in Legacy. But I bought it because I felt like it was going to spike. But yeah, that's that's such a fucking cool thing that they did. And the fact that it's a combined format now between online and paper, that combined card list really, really improves that format by a significant margin. Oh, I think it was probably the best thing they could have done for it. Yeah, without question. I don't think anybody's going to agree with that. Just out of, I was curious, the most expensive, top three expensive, most expensive cards are one being Mystic Remora, which jumped $7. Jeez. Yeah, to $10. It's not I was say, so it jumped $7 from like, yeah, from like $2 to $9. Yeah. And then Lotus Petal at number two at 806, which is a basically, it didn't jump or, because it's always been uh, legal, I guess, and pauper. Yeah, it's always been legal and popper, but it's also always been a played card in Legacy. And then, weirdly enough, the third most expensive card is Thorn of the Black Rose. That conspiracy card that I literally pulled like three of them out of my box. Yeah, I love that card. The Monarch mechanic is one of my favorite mechanics on the planet. Yeah. So Death Touch is big. 1-3 Death Touch is pretty 1-3 Death Touch is, is, yeah, it's nothing to shake a fucking stick at. But also the Monarch is incredibly powerful. Like Powerful to the point where a... A four mana two two that j- gives you the monarch is a card that I will never ever ever side out and is invaluable in matchups in Legacy where they don't play any creature. Like Palace Jailer I- against Miracles is one of the best cards that you could possibly play because the monarch ability is so incredibly. Powerful. Well, yeah, you're just drawing an additional card every turn. Yeah, that's turns out drawing cards pretty integral to Magic the Gathering. Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> I think you were thinking of Hydroblast, too, by the way. Oh, yeah, Hydroblast. Yeah, for sure. I think That's these exactly are only online. I think these are online prices. I think I fucked up. Are you talking about... Yeah, you might be talking about online prices. I don't honestly don't know the price of stuff. I know that Desert for some, for Popper has been seeing a jump in price because Desert is now legal in Popper. Oh, I have a bunch of those. I well, think Manamorphos is actually probably the most expensive common. Just because it's played in modern in such it's a literally, high percentage. Yeah. So I fucked up. Sorry, guys. But don't forgive him, please. Merchant Scroll also is legal, which is pretty fucking dope. Yeah, I told you I just bought I bought four Merchant Scrolls because I, I didn't want that card to go up and I want to play it in another format. Well, what deck are you excited to play in Popper? Well, as you know, I had um, Tron built already like from a long time ago. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, when we first started getting into Popper, when Popper decided to be a format that people give a shit about. Yeah, and it was like 20 bucks I spent, so I just bought some shit for it. But yeah, you recently, had the Tron Lands already, so you just bought the other pieces. Yeah, I bought stuff for the Tortured Existence deck, which is a black-green X deck that's just value and grinding your opponent to dust. Yeah, that seems 100% up your alley. Yeah, and what deck do you would you play? I already could tell you, because you're a garbage person. Whoa, 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 whoa. I wouldn't say garbage person. I would say I have a, I have a brand, and I have to make sure that that brand i stay true to it at all times you like and that brand is yeah, shitty shitty white creatures i don't I even really, know if they're really like looking at like a mono white list or you because i'm not gonna lie i've been looking at like lists because i don't know shit about popper i actually know jack dick about it see and i played popper online the- before i played popper online when it started becoming a thing when they started making the leagues and stuff and i was playing I, I played Affinity for a while because I thought that deck was really sweet. And then I realized that it's just like, it's not my play style. 
So I moved to like the artifact aggro white red deck that gets to play like Thraben Inspector and stuff and like Galvanic Blast and shit. I love that fucking deck. And if I build a deck in paper, it will 100% be the white red aggro deck because white creatures are my fucking shit. But a mono white deck in that format, I tried to build it and it's it's really lacking. Yeah. It feels bad. Well, if it makes you feel any better, the there's two different Boros decks. There's a Metalcraft one, and then there's a Monarch one. The Metalcraft one yeah, seems I do like the Monarch. Aggressive. The Monarch one plays like the 2-4 the that gives you the Monarch, right? Yeah. I like this one better, though. It seems... Palace Sentinel. That's what it is. The 4-mana yeah. 2-4 that when it enters the battlefield, you get the Monarch. But regardless, I want to play... I want to play things like Glinthawk. I want to play Thraben Inspector. I want to play Core Sky Fisher. Like, I want to play all of those cards that are just white aggressive creatures. And I want to make a million things. I want to fucking have like 10 power on turn five amongst a million different creatures. And I just want to turn everything sideways and kick you in the teeth. See, I'm that a bigger is, fan of the, I, I think the Boros Metalcraft would be better than the Monarch for that because it's playing like Glinthawk. Which is a two power flyer for yeah, one. Yeah, I think I mean both decks are playing Glinthawk because they get to play like the shitty two mana artifacts that just do random things. Do you know what card I'm seeing a fuckload of in these lists? What? Arkham's Astrolabe, the snow oh, artifact. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's the uh, one snow thing that when it enters the yeah. battle, draw a card and then you filter. Pick up your fucking screds now, people. Yeah, scred is a common. Turns Before out they're four dollars. See that? Yeah, there. if you're interested in that format. Please, please, please. You pick up, pick up those. And I want to see people take this format off. I want to see people pick it up and make it something now that it is a thing. It might not happen until there's actually a GP and people are just like, they're waiting and they're hoping. And there's like, okay, maybe this will be a thing. But when it actually does become a thing, I want people to be there and I want people to see it. My hope is that for fuck's sake, Channel Fireball, if you're listening, which you aren't, but if somebody who is, knows anybody at Channel Fireball is listening, which maybe <laughs> that's closer to happening. That's much closer to happening. Yeah, significantly. If somebody knows somebody at Channel Fireball, tell them Tyler and Matt need you to have GP coverage for that fucking popper GP. If that is in fact what that GP, I need coverage. If they have the very first popper GP of all time and, and don't have don't coverage cover for it, it, what the fuck is their problem? Like that, that is just straight up the added. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, does it make a fucking sound? If they don't fucking cover that GP, it's going to be like that tree falling and not making a sound. Yeah, basically just get 100%. Fucked. If there is one GP and I'm, I fucking love legacy and I will fucking die for legacy and they have not covered legacy GPs, I would be okay with them only covering one of the few legacy GPs we have a year if they cover the single only Popper GP. Because Popper is as close to a mainstream Eternal format that we're ever going to get. I agree. Because it's hard for me to call Modern an Eternal. It is, though, because it doesn't rotate. That's definition. I mean, that is the definition of it. But with the cards that they're printing nowadays, the most powerful cards in Modern are not the older cards. It's the brand new fucking cards. Look at fucking Hogak. That entire deck is brand new cards. There's not even anything close to 8th edition or anything like that in that deck. Yeah, two or 12 new modern legal cards are in the deck. Yeah. I mean, sure. Alter Dementia yeah, is originally an older than modern card. So is Carrion Feeder, but it's new to modern. It's new to modern, and Hogak is the creature in that card, that, a creature in that deck 
that is making the big, big waves, that altered altered dementia is probably going to get banned, at least from the argument that I fucking stated earlier. I think altered dementia is probably going to get banned. If anything, that's shying people away from Eternal format because they're seeing these fucking old cards being busted. They're just not fun in for current people. No, and I agree. I think the natural trajectory of a Magic player, at least nowadays, is they start playing at least, probably on Magic Arena, honestly. They start playing on Magic Arena or they start playing like standard or draft in a smaller setting with our friends or at a local game store. And then they eventually build up the collection and start playing modern. When modern is this format that it looks so fucking degenerate and so busted, and then they have somebody telling them that, oh, well, it's because of X card, it's because of the X card. And then they see that X card, X card is part of an eternal format scheme. That's really shying them away from developing any kind of taste for a eternal format. Because if I was a fucking standard player right now and not playing anything else. Or never what? have played anything else. Yeah, that never played anything else. Yeah, ever. What in the fucking world would make me want to look at current modern and say, yeah, that's something I want to dive into. If you like playing degenerate decks, I think is the big thing. But look at standard. Standard is not degenerate in the slightest, except for... No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. If you are playing standard and you're like, holy shit, that looks fun. I want to kill people on turn two or three, or basically kill them. But I don't think that's the call. If you're starting to play Magic and you really are enjoying standard, first of all, if you're you're starting to play Magic and you're not enjoying standard because it's not degenerate, then you're probably not going to continue to play Magic. It's not like you're going to continue to play this game and be like, oh, I really like this really fair game. And then see something generally like, oh, yeah, that's what I actually wanted to do this whole entire time. I don't I don't know if that's actually a thing, is it? You well, think? think this is my opinion. Uh, people who play magic, they don't start playing standard. What they do is they play casual formats and then they say, hey, I'm going to give that a whirl. Yeah, but or, they play hey, casual formats with standard cards is my thought. Oh, well, yeah, that's probably that's honestly probably most people. Yeah. I started playing with old ass shit. But those, if they were, if that was a standard format at that point, you'd be playing with standard cards. You're playing, you're starting to play with casual cards that have been recently or... released. Like, even if you're playing Commander, you're probably playing Commander with a pre-con. And those cards have been, at least in some form, released right then and there for you to actively have some sort of access. Well, those, that's why I thought those event decks were super cool. Yeah, like sure. those mod, like that's how I started playing Commander. Believe it or not, I bought those decks. I was like, "Oh shit, that looks fun." The first one I bought was the, I think the Mind Seize one that had True Name and Strix in it, and that's why I bought them. And I was like, "You know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna give this a whirl." And it was fun. Well, it wasn't yeah. fun because I like to, but it was fun, like the atmosphere. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Just playing Magic with friends. Yeah, but for somebody who's just starting out. The cards that they're seeing are the most recent cards printed. It's not like they're like starting playing Magic and they're being handed fucking like Legacy Food Chain or they're getting played like Nick Fit or something like that, like an old fucking yeah. deck with cards that you should probably look up the fucking rules text for because they're they've been errated. Like yeah. there's never been a time where somebody started to play and somebody handed them a Chains of Mephistopheles and they've been like, oh yeah, I totally get this because there's people who've been playing for decades that somebody hands them a Chains of Mephistopheles and they're still like. Uh, what the fuck is this card say? Like, new cards are just better for new players because they have the fucking thing refined. I want people to start getting into more eternal formats because I love those formats. It might not be the best for Magic, and I and I could just be fucking trying to beat this dead horse that is probably have been dead for years, maybe months at this or months, maybe years at this point. Maybe I don't I'm know. Not beating the dead horse, dick. But I will. The horse ever fucking do to you? I mean, he looked at me wrong. 
We went off on a hardcore tangent there. Fuck yeah, Popper's sick. I'm really happy about Popper. I hope it continues. I will be building a Popper deck. I'm definitely going to be building some red, white, fucking nonsense aggro that I can just turn shit sideways. No, what is going to happen? You're going to not fucking do it. And I'm going to just say, here, I bought you a fucking Popper deck. No, there's a difference between us, us doing me building an old school deck, which I've been putting off for a long time, and me building a Popper deck. That difference is like a couple hundred dollars. No, an old school deck, if you buy 4th Edition and Chronicles and shit, it's it's really only like 150 bucks. Yeah, but I have the list that I want to buy, and it's more than because I want to play like that $40 fucking The Priest one. Oh, uh, Preacher. Yeah, Preacher, that's the one. Yep. And I can't just buy that right. I have a tooth to pay for, remember? You told me your tooth was half the price. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's fucking cheap, motherfucker. Oh, I forgot to fucking mention about this SEG thing, about my tooth, about me fucking walking up behind my, my buddy Austin. And... Yes, you did. Oh, you also gave out fucking tokens there. Oh, I did well, give out tokens. Yeah, I gave out some custom goblin tokens against week, the people bro. I played against in draft. I got some compliments during the Legacy event, and I drew a guy an elemental token. I just left some around the event center. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. If So tokens are, are out to the people. If you want tokens, motherfuckers, I've said it multiple times. Let me fucking know, you dicks. You fucking cucks. Yeah, Speaking I'll fucking, of I'll tokens, our boy Knife City. Yeah, his video cracked me up, dude. Yeah, Did you see that? Fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> For those of you who didn't see his video, go look at it. But I'm going to give you... I retweeted it from the Fetch and Shock account. Okay, good, because it was fucking great. If I didn't, I'll make sure I go on and I do retweet it, because it was fucking brilliant i'm so glad that he enjoyed the tokens as much as i enjoyed making them well i saw the one and then i saw the one we didn't know about including myself was the lands if lands could kill yeah with the land with a fucking knife and i drew a little fucking text bubble that said bring it pussy yeah that was cool <laughs> yeah did you like that one yeah that was good i like that a lot thanks <laughs> but i you said about a collab and i think that's fucking great i think we would have a shitload of fun yeah i fuck think we yeah. might all get drunk and yell at each other but that's fine i mean i'd be okay with us just all fucking jumping on skype together and just yelling at each other about different things i don't know if they might be more in tune with with standard than us because i've because i there follow her on twitter There's our fucking standard episode oh oh my god we found it <laughs> we have to have guests on to teach us how about standard but they can do it because i've seen Corey on his twitter and he's he has magic uh arena Deckless. He was playing uh black green, just like just uh the rock basic like control deck or just like a value deck. And I looked at it, I was like, okay, I know what these cards do, but I don't know how this deck is because standard is a fucking mystery to me. And he said, I I've been loving this deck. And I'm like, oh fuck. Uh I don't know. So they can fucking those assholes can fucking come over here and teach us about standard. And then you know what? They can do a fucking episode and we're gonna go over there and we're gonna teach them about the good old eternal formats yeah we'll we'll swap we'll swap uh war story war stories <laughs> this is what i this is the scar i got in the trenches yeah. like, <laughs> legacy uh <laughs> eternal weekend 2016 <laughs> punched a wall <laughs> whatever i didn't have i lost my finger at <laughs> eternal weekend <laughs> this was the one that i got the blood moon play mad at <laughs> We're fucking up, going off on tangents, but it's cool. I haven't talked to you forever, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, this is, we needed this. I I needed yeah. this for my fucking mental health, because I haven't talked to you in so goddamn long. One thing that I did see on Twitter is that people are fucking twats. Are you talking about the same thing that I'm thinking about? About the fucking people losing their goddamn minds 
about the intentional draws? Yes, and everyone who says that that's wrong, you can go fuck yourself right now. Go fuck <laughs> off. If you're listening and you think intentional draws are wrong in competitive magic, stop listening and go fuck yourself. Well, here's because, the thing. Holy fuck, Tyler. <laughs> oh, my God. I get so annoyed with these fucking idiots when well, they bitch about well, this see, shit. Well, I think what intentional draws is, if, if, you, if that gets you to a top eight, fuck, yeah, go for it. If you, Holy fuck, God! I'm, if you need uh, to, like, if you need to sit there and do the math for an intentional draw, and like it might not work in your favor, you should play those fucking games. I think a competitive fucking person that if it's guaranteed, they obviously are going to take that intentional draw. If it is not guaranteed, if you are a fucking competitive magic player, you one hundred percent play that game. But here's the other side of that. But it doesn't fucking matter either way. It's somebody else's choice. If you're not in that fucking match, it doesn't matter. It's not your fucking problem. Yeah. And also, they're bitching like, oh, well, it's not fair to everyone else. Fucking do better, and then you can ID in. Fucking don't lose round three and four. That was my fucking fucking thing. And Okay, fucking watch yourself. Don't say don't lose round three and four, because I know that's a direct fucking hit from me at the fucking Legacy Classic. (laughs) Idiot. Watch your goddamn mouth. But so oh my God, it's, it pissed me off so bad. I muted so many people on Twitter bitching about it. I was like, I don't want to see this because I'm going to throw my phone. At I'm it. not going to mute people on Twitter because of that. I mean, for people out there who maybe are not as in tune with fucking Twitter as as I am and as Matt is, this whole entire fucking thing stemmed from GP, I believe, Denver or something like that. It was a modern GP this past weekend that the play it forward brand whatever it is as a company whatever it is they are their whole entire goal is to highlight women in magic which i think is awesome that's fucking fucking great great. yeah fuck yeah because that part's great women in magic should they deserve more credit some of the like there are a lot of good women magic players like a lot fuck yeah i played against one like i said in round i played against liz in round four of that fucking legacy classic and she was playing rug delver First of all, we had a fucking great dialogue throughout the entire thing. And she wiped the fucking floor with me. Like, she she fucking crushed me in games one and game two. And they were not close. So it's not like women magic players are inferior at all. I'm not saying I'm a fucking phenomenal magic player, but I know how to fucking play my deck in Legacy. And, and she, she made she you look like a stupid my ass. bitch. And after yeah. game one, she even is shuffling up and doing sideboarding for game two. She was like, I was like, wow, Ren and Six is the boss of magic card. And she looked at me, she's like, yeah, I've never played a game against Death and Taxes that felt that good. <laughs> yeah, just fucking like, yeah. taste it, nerd. Yeah, that's 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 what the card does. It fucking ruins fucking X1 creatures. Yeah, so I guess I should I should say that I don't have a problem with them. The What's the play it forward? Play it forward, yes. Their idea is fucking stupid about I mean, IDs, though. Their 100%, initial, their initial so concept dumb. of highlighting women in magic is fucking great. But the fact that they are so against intentional draws in competitive magic, when that brand is focused around competitive magic and intentional draws are a part of competitive magic, whether you like IDs or not, that is something that exists and it is 100% legal, totally part of the rules. And if you are good enough and you played well enough to get to the point where you can ID into a fucking top eight, you've earned that. Regardless of whether you think IDs are good or not, I don't well, think not- you can argue the fact that somebody who goes seven and fucking O in a tournament 
and IDs the last two rounds, for didn't top eight. fucking put effort in, that's fucking criminally fucking. Like, yeah, you're that a stupid is fucking not. Not even at that high of a level. Like, I've, I, I've intentional drawed at, like, F&Ms and pre-releases where we're both either XO or X1, and if we ID, we both go higher than either everyone or most people, and we yeah. split the prizes. Like, yeah. there's no... It's I can't even tell you how many GP side events where I've gone like two and O oh, and then in round three of a draft, I look at my opponent. I'm like, Hey, do you want to split for prizes? And he's like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, let's do that. And then and we then both walk play. out of there with the same amount of tickets. We both get to jump into another event quicker. It's just mutually fucking beneficial for both parties. That's that. I don't see an issue with that. Well, oftentimes when that happens, like if I'm two and O oh in a draft and the other person says you want to draw, I say, yeah, we can draw. Do you still want to play? And they're like, fuck yeah, I still want to play. Yeah, because you're there to play Magic. There's yeah. Those people aren't against playing Magic. They just want to get the highest EV. And highest EV in that moment, not knowing your opponent's deck, not knowing the matchup, is just making sure that you walk out of there with additional match points. Yeah, and it's it's not taking fun away. So those people, it's you can still play all your games. Yeah. The if fucking... you're a competitive player, you should be very aware of that. Yeah, the But play... I feel like a lot of people aren't. The play it forward person, I don't know who is ever in charge of that fucking Twitter, but yeah, fuck those people. They they were saying that it's quote unquote theft from other players. No, if it was theft from other players, it would be illegal. You wouldn't be allowed to do it. That fucking person would have just beat them. Yeah. Or Or you wouldn't be allowed to do it. They'd say, yeah, you can't ID. But then what people would do is they would super slow play or say, I concede game one. Okay, I concede game two. And then they'd just go to time. Yeah. Like if you if you made intentional draws illegal like people would still be able to get around that but just just like unless there was a judge standing over their shoulder and making them play at a reasonable pace they could just sit there with their thumbs in their ass the entire time and it wouldn't fucking matter well you wouldn't even have to do that you can just play creatures and not attack and do stuff and then say hey i'm gonna alpha strike don't block that's not illegal you can do that you're right yeah that's not yeah the fucking id thing i think is just absurd and the fact that that was the hill that that fucking person behind play it forward chose to die on is such a stupid fucking hill to choose. Yeah, that was real dumb. It it really just bugged the shit out of me to the point where I was just shaking my head at people I don't know. And they might be the nicest people on planet Earth. I genuinely don't know, but it just was super fucking annoying. You're there to play competitive magic. Be competitive. That's and part of competitive was, magic. The thing was too that it happened to be this fucking play it forward person, which is supposed to be uplifting a marginalized group in the magic community. And within that, they're being non-inclusive to people who are just trying to get that competitive edge mm-hmm. with, with that's a totally in bounds with the rules placed in the game. Yep. Like you can't preach this inclusivity and try to uplift a group that is marginalized. You can't fucking cherry pick. Well, also fucking being like, oh, but you certain part of this marginalized group, you guys are pieces of shit and fuck you, eat shit, die. That's the worst fucking, that's the worst take on the fucking planet Earth. Like, that's so shit. I agree a thousand percent. (laughs) Fucking awful. If I ever hear another word about a goddamn intentional draw, I'm going to fucking pull a knife on somebody. (laughs) I don't even carry a knife. I'm like anti-violence 100% and I will fucking find a knife and I will pull it on them. (laughs) You'll create a knife. Yeah, I will fucking Stoneforge Mystic up a fucking Umazawa's Jitte and I will pull it on them. (laughs) 
Don't test me, motherfuckers. I played enough Stoneforge Mega. I know how to fucking make a batter skull. Yeah, you know how to fucking make a sword out of thin air. Ooh. Also, fucking shout out to people in Death and Taxes don't think that that card's good. You're fucking wrong. That card's criminally underplayed. It is fucking truth. And it's the truth and it's the justice. It's that good. That's the new one from Modern Horizons for, for Matt, who doesn't know what that card does. I don't. You fuck. <laughs> Dude, it's the fucking blue-white one that puts a counter on something and then proliferates. It's white-green. <laughs> it's white-green. <laughs> <laughs> it's a callback from when you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, I did that to myself, bitch. All right. <laughs> so, fucking, do you want to, real quick, go over some Magic 2020 bullshit before nope. we fucking close her out? I don't. There was nothing. There was fucking nothing! I know! And... I'm kind of glad there was nothing because I'm sick of and fucking tired of spoiler season. I'm glad it's fucking over. I'm glad I never have to fucking, I don't have to look in a new card for a very long time. And it made it so much easier knowing that a lot of the cards that were spoiled in week two were so lackluster for anything that I give a fuck yes. about. My favorite card out of the set, that set at least, is still the uh, the key, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, you like that fucking, the new Voltaic key. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we did have some cool cards spoiled. We did have the, what, the broken bonds, the white, white, uh, you can return to things that enter the graveyard at that point, or in that turn to the battlefield. Like, you can do that with fetch lands. You can, it's basically white, white, fucking rampant growth with fetch lands. That, that's cards pretty fucking insane. There's yeah, the one neat. blue, uh, fucking kind of stifle. That card's really cool, and that card could maybe see some play. We got the blue, fucking uh cavalier that we didn't get to talk about last week which is just a fucking five five flyer and it has brainstorm tacked onto it so you get to draw three cards and then put two on top of your library and then when it dies you shuffle it back in that card's fine it's not going to see any play anywhere else it doesn't and you scry to oh yeah you do get to scry to when it fucking dies what do you fucking do awesome actually i lied another cool really cool card is the uh what the its name Kethis, the hidden hand. Oh, yeah. Is that the fucking legendary guy? Yeah. It makes legendary spells cost one less. Yeah, it's green, black, white, legendary creature, elf advisor. So kind of a I, what I think is it's kind of a it's similar to Leovold in that aspect. Yeah, because it's an elf, but, elf advisor and it's a three mana card. Yeah, it's a three, four legendary spells you cast costs one less to, one colorless mana less to cast and then it reads exile two legendary cards from your graveyard until the end of turn each legendary card in your graveyard gains you may play this card from your graveyard which yeah, play is a big thing because you can play lands oh yeah yeah that's true i didn't even think about that you can play other legendary creatures yeah that's pretty sweet yeah i didn't i like the lands part actually a lot i didn't think about that until, until you mentioned it right now that's that's actually fucking cool yeah, but there's like a lot of legendary stuff. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is the Mox, the Mox Amber. Yeah, Mox Amber is a thing. I mean, you get, yeah, that's... And that's it's not restricted cool. to one thing. No, I mean, to, maybe that card well, will actually... It has to be in your graveyard. Um, so if you exile two, you can't just loop uh, Moxes infinitely. You'd yeah, have to then exile two more. Well, no, that's very good that they did that. Yeah, that's around. smart. That it wasn't like a pay mana and then be able to do that thing. Well, just infinitely. Yeah. It's kind of like the text on the, the fixed Yogmoth's will. What's it called? The the red one? Uh, past in Flames. Yeah, it's like the Past in Flames of that. Sure. That makes sense. I mean, but beyond that, like, fuck. I mean, this set's kind of boring. We got 
we got Graph Digger's Cage again. That's a yeah, cool got reprint. A, got a reprint there. You know, just in time for Ogag. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Graph Digger's Cage. Even though that card doesn't really do anything. I think but. this, we talked about this guy before, but I think this Golos Tireless Pilgrim. Oh, new Solemn, gonna, like Solemn Plus. Yeah, you're going to see some of that in uh, Commander a lot, I think. Yeah, that card's sweet. And the art's fucking great. I, I would say the the highlight of this set is that we got an influx of act, really, really cool art. Yes. Which I'm happy with that. Yeah, there's some pretty dope art. Even on like some of the basics, it's pretty cool. Oh, fuck it. Like, wait, there, I, I, my personal favorite is the fact that we got an old art planes, the Nils Hams planes. And that is one of my favorite planes of all time. It's got like a rainbow sky background. Like a legitimate planes. Yeah, it looks so fucking good. That's such a legendary planes art. I'm very happy with that. Some of my favorite arts on basics are actually oh, Corsairs. Yeah, fuck yeah, I agree with that. Because they don't have to restrict themselves to a certain art style of a certain play, and they get to kind of do their own thing. You just need a fucking tree, and you're good. <laughs> yeah, fucking tree, call it a day. Boom, done. But and yeah, then they, fucking, they did the plane walker deck again. I'm excited to have again. this format out because I'm excited to have a standard format that I can draft and not fucking hate because War of the Spark can eat a fucking dick. Fuck War of the Spark. I thought that was good. Yeah, well, fuck. I hate it. I, I'm excited to draft because this core set, core sets have always had, in my opinion, solid draft formats. There's never been one that I was like completely blown away by, but all of them have been at very least tolerable. Yeah, that's fair. And this one, I don't think is going to be any different. Like we get classic cards like murder. We get classic cards like unsummon. We got fairy miscreant, like dress. We've got awesome fucking cards that are great for standard and make for a pretty solid, well-balanced draft form. Which kudos to them. Like when they do that, it's pretty impressive. I know I couldn't do it. Shout out to the play design team. I feel like every set that has come out since the play design team has been very, very good, except for War of the Spark. I fucking hate War of the Spark. But I think War of the Spark was bad, not because of the play design team. I think it was bad because they the design was forced into having all these fucking Planeswalkers, and Planeswalkers really ruined that form. It's very fucking power. Yeah, and powerful means swingy, and I don't like swing. Nerd. Yeah, fuck you, dude. So, spoiler season is technically over. I still We still have Commander, but... Like you were saying earlier, they just yeah, dump they all that at once. out the commander sets. Like they don't, they don't slowly roll them out in like a, a little piss trickle. They just throw it at you all at once. Fucking just toss it at the wall. Let the deckless out, and we get to see these these all very different, very unique decks. But we don't have to fucking touch our decks for two weeks and worry about. It. Yeah, I agree. Plus, it only really affects legacy, uh, vintage, and commander. It doesn't touch on standard or modern generally. Yeah, which really cuts down be, on the amount of people that give a fuck about it. Yeah, the big thing will just be reprints if they reprint anything. Yeah. So I'm going to fill up my whiskey here if you want to explain the game. Hell yeah. So for all of you returning viewers, you know what the fuck is going on. For all of you new people, welcome. Also, go back and listen to some fucking old shit. We, at the end of every episode like to play a little game and our typical game that we like to play is called accumulated knowledge so one of us by the way you fucks don't try to steal on our game tm'd trademark oh yeah tm it's not trademark so if you want to steal it go for it i don't care (laughs) but we play a little game called accumulated knowledge for most of our episodes the way accumulated knowledge goes is one of us hits the random button on scryfall 
and that brings up a random card from Magic the Gathering in its entirety. 19 fucking 94 alpha to today. 1993. You well, always fucked that up. From 1993 to today. And the one caveat, well, I'm adding a caveat this week, but we don't do lands. Yeah, obviously don't do lands. And this week, Tyler's been making it very fucking difficult for me to win by timing me and no hints. Yeah, it's because you're just so fucking good at it. It's fucking obnoxious. So this week, you fuck stick. <laughs> I am going to give you 45 seconds. Oh, that's bullshit. And you only get one hint per card. I'll get one hint per card? Per card. Okay, that's fine. I will allow that. All so, right. So let me get back to fucking explaining the game before I was so rudely interrupted by my piece of shit co-host. <laughs> You're my co-host, bitch. Hey, um, I mean, who does the intro? Me, motherfucker. Fair enough. Fair so, enough. So accumulated knowledge is the game we typically play. One of us asks the other one a random card name. The other one has to produce the mana cost of that card in order to win that round. We ask five cards. If the person gets, if I get three out of five, then I win. And if Matt gets four out of five, he wins because he's too good. And I have to make it more, more difficult for him. Not fair, but yes, I mean, that's exactly how it goes. Yeah. Fucking life's not fair, dickhead. All right. Fuck stick. I got your first one here. Are you ready? You ready for this shit? I've never been more fucking ready. All right. So the name of this card is keen. I Aven. Keen Eye Aven, you say? <laughs> Fuck. Well, it definitely has flying. Um, it definitely is a blue card. Oh, fuck. I have no goddamn clue. I don't it think I like got this one. It's from a uh, recent set, isn't it? Is that your hint? Do you want your hint? I mean, uh, fucking, yeah, gi give me my hint. What is, what is your question for your hint? Hey, what set's it from? Legions. Oh, fuck me. That's not as recent as I was thinking. Oh, shit. Uh, it's two and a blue. Is that your final answer? Yes. Fuck. Pretty close. It's three and a blue. God so damn it. You had the blue part right and the flying part right. It is a two, three flyer. It has cycling for two. What? A p I knew it was blue and I obviously knew it was flying. Also, <laughs> just so everybody out there fucking knows, I can't see Matt's screen. All he has up on the screen is a fucking timer counting down from 45 seconds to zero seconds. And it's the most stressful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's, well, it's the <laughs> clock, bro. You got to oh fight Oh, my God, it clock. fucking... Oh, I'm about to have a fucking heart attack right now just watching this thing count down. It's miserable. So did you get that one or no? No, I fucking didn't get it. Oh, I missed okay. it by a colorless mana because, of course, I did. Okay. So, are you ready for your next one? Fucking, I guess so. This one is called Eternal Warrior. Eternal Warrior, eh? See. Jesus, fuck. Man, that sounds... Oh, man. I don't know if it's black or if it's colorless. I feel like black or colorless is correct. Let me know when you want your hint. Because Eternal oh, shit, is... I forgot to hit the... Eternal is a black thing. Because of, like, the, the fucking Eternals. You know, the zombie guys from recent sets. Is this a recent card? Is that your fucking question? Is uh, that what text the hint? What's the text? The text is attacking does not cause enchanted creature to tap. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. No, it's it, so it gives it vigilance. So it's an enchantment. One in a white. Your final answer. It is a red. What? This bitch is from Legends. That makes no fucking sense. It's from Legends, bro. No, how does that make sense? That card just does not fucking follow the rules of magic. That's fucking stupid. It is warriors of the tsunami. Nito skull spend years in training to master the way of 
effortless effort. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck you and your school. Fuck it. Listen, motherfucker. You don't make no goddamn sense. That's annoying. Oh my god, that one's fucking impossible. There's no way you would have got that one. I probably would have got that one. No way. Yeah, probably not. There's literally no possible way. That card is fucking stupid. Not None of it makes sense. Sound good, bro. Whatever. Fucking. I hate this game. This game's fucking stupid. <laughs> you'll probably get this one. I'm okay, guessing give it you'll to get me. this. This one is Blood Tallow Candle. Blood Tallow Candle. That's an artifact. What's it do? Is that what you want me to tell yeah, you? Yeah, fucking give me what it does. Six mana tap. Sacrifice Blood Tallow Candle. Target creature gets minus five, minus five until end of turn. Isn't it one mana? Is it? Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Yes, it's one mana. This I was going to say, that's from, that's from, what is it? Dominaria. Yeah, I was going to say, that's from, I knew I played that, like, I knew I played that form. Yeah. So, one for Trey. All right. This is the next one. All right, give it to me. Are you fucking ready? Argivian, I've never been more ready. Argivian Restoration. Argivian? Argivian Restoration. That's a white card, for sure. There's never been a card more white than, what's it do? Is that what you want me to do? Yeah, fuck your... it. Give me what it does. It is return target artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Ooh, from your graveyard to the battlefield. Ooh, it's artifact card and not like specific like enchantment or anything like that. Return target artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, three and a white. Well, that's you're out of time, but that was your final answer, I'm guessing. Yeah, sure. Three and a white. It is actually two blue blue. What? Yeah. Oh, that's obnoxious. This was from originally from Weatherlight, but it actually got reprinted in Dual Decks, Elspeth versus Tezzeret. Oh, thank fucking God. All the Dual Decks that I fucking played. God I think I, damn it. I would have also guessed white. I would have guessed two white white because it's similar to uh, the three white. So I got the CMC right. I just didn't get the fucking converted oh, mana yeah. Or the actual, the actual mana C. God damn it. Yeah, I guess two white white also makes sense. But all, but blue blue fucking two blue blue does not make fucking sense. Fuck you, Weatherlight. Oh Jesus Christ! What fucking give me the last one? I already fucking lost. But whatever. I've drafted this card a fuckload, and I've never or I've drafted this set a fuckload, and I've never seen this card once. Jesus, is it a rare? I'm not fucking telling you. Oh come you on! Fuck. I already lost. Give me some more fucking help with this one. I'll give you two for this one. Okay, but cool. Once I start the, fu- you have to ask me once the clock has started, bitch. Okay, you we'll start the cheat. goddamn clock then. Give me the card. I didn't name. give you the clock. name, you fucking twat. What's the name? All right, the name is Granulate. Granulate? Are you fucking kidding me? What does that it even is- mean? I'll give you this one for free. It's a rare. Yeah, of course it's a fucking rare. So I'll give you two. I'll give you two hints for this one. Okay, what's the set and what does it do? Those are my two questions. Fifth Dawn, and it is. it says, destroy each non-land artifact with converted, converted mana cost four or less. Wow, fucking there tuna red. that many ways to destroy a solid steel weapon, but somehow the goblins keep finding new ones. God damn it. Actually, Either one in a red or two in a red. Two in a red. Two in a red? No. Fuck! It's two red red. The goblin part gave it away. Goblins. No, I knew it was red because it was destroy artifact. Yeah. Those are some fucking... If it was white or green, then it would have been uh, artifact or... Tolarian Academy came up in there in between. But... I don't think I would have got that one. Yeah, you don't think? <laughs> no, I don't think I would have got one of the most powerful lands ever printed. Arguably the best. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a card called Basic Planes. Fuck off. <laughs> it so, 
What does that mean? What happened? That means I fucking lost. Which one did you get? You got one of them. Oh, you got the Dominaria card, Blood Tallow. Yeah, Candle. I got the only card that I played Magic during. <laughs> Everything else was far before my time. Fifth Dawn? Oh, I guess you didn't play in Fifth Dawn, did you? No, I started playing in Innistrad, you dick. Eternal Warrior? I would have guessed uh, uh, one white, one one. As a creature. Yeah. But it was a fucking... Intro. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I would have guessed a one... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, one, fuck one, that white Fuck all these cards. Except for fucking Blood Tallow Candle. I fucking like that. No, I don't even like that card. That card wasn't even fucking good in that limited format. But That's fuck fun. every other card that wasn't printed before Innistrad. Fuck off. Except for Rashad Important Wasteland. Fuck every card that wasn't printed before fucking Innistrad. I would have gotten three of five. I wouldn't have gotten Granulate, and I wouldn't have gotten Eternal Warrior. Yeah, those were fucking impossible. You gave me the shaft. Well, fucking Scryfall gave me the shaft. Fucking Scryfall, you garbage shit. Make your finger do better next time, you piece of shit. God damn it. My B-dog. Eh, whatever. Well, I, I guess you get the fucking shout out for this week. Okay, so in the spirit of one of the newer formats that I started to play. Are you talking about Popper? I'm talking about the Pops. The Popper. Yeah, fuck yeah. Pop, the Pops of Popper, if the, you will. Them Pops. Oh, he is the Pop of Popper. Or maybe the Professor of Popper. Yes, the Professor of Popper. Ooh, bitch. <laughs> or maybe just the Professor in general. Yeah, so it is the Professor. If you guys don't know him, he puts shit out on YouTube literally constantly. He does deck techs. He does predictions. He does... One of the coolest things that he does, actually, is he tests sleeves. Yeah, he's, a, he's the product test guy. That's what I initially knew him as. He tested fucking deck boxes and he tested fucking sleeves and he tested fucking binders and all this shit. He was the product test guy, Mr. Fucking Tolarian Community College, just going and doing dumb product fucking tests. Yeah, and he's a fucking, he's a good dude. He seems like a good dude, at least. He seems like he has a funny, quirky, weird sense of humor and I love it. Also, I think he likes whiskey. That's even better. He's a professor. How do you, if you call yourself the professor and you don't like fucking whiskey, you can fuck Yeah, you're off. a fucking shame. You are, you are just a fucking letdown to the entirety of the fucking professor community. Yeah, but he does a bunch of cool shit for all formats. Modern, Popper. He literally, I, I really think he's the person who put Popper on the map. Like, yes, Popper was a format before he started talking about it, but he blew it the fuck up. I don't know if he was the guy like solely responsible for Popper blowing up, but he definitely is a champion of that. Form. Yes. He loves that shit. So on Twitter, you can follow him at at Talarian College and then find him on YouTube. Just put Talarian College, MTG Talarian College community or community college or whatever. Talarian can, Community College. Yeah, you can honestly find him. I'm testing it because if you've ever been MTG on fucking YouTube, if you just fucking type in the professor on fucking just mdg yeah, if professor you it's type, the first thing that comes up he's the yeah. fucking he is arguably the most popular fucking youtuber for magic gathering he put a video out nine hours ago it already has thirty-seven thousand views yeah he's a fuck like if you don't listen to the fucking professor and you listen to us you're blowing it yeah he's a he does some cool shit he does varying shit too it's not just he stays in one lane he expands he does commander stuff he does does he do price stuff? I don't know. Um, he, he does it. He does a one series that I really enjoy where he, op he takes the newest set that comes out, opens up a box of it and like tabulates all of the prices of the cards and then continues to buy boxes. As long as the box that he previously opened has paid for the next box. And he sees how many boxes he can open paying for the pre for the next box with the prior box. 
until it's done. That's, that's always actually fucking cool. really fucking cool. Yeah, that's always really. Neat. Honestly, one of my favorite things was when he would do the sleeve testing and product testing. Yeah, fuck yeah, because that because some sleeves are not readily available, especially when he did like the katana sleeves. Like you still can't find those motherfuckers anywhere. And he was one of the guys who, when they came out, were just like these sleeves are the fucking truth. These sleeves are fucking real deal. Yeah, well, I was um, I used to be a massive Ultra Pro fan. And I'll still buy them for like shitty formats like drafting and stuff like that. But because of him, I legitimately switched to KMC and Dragon Shields. And I haven't turned back since. Like I'll buy shitty sleeves, like I said, to draft and sealed and stuff like that. Or popper. I just buy whatever's cheap. I don't care. But when I actually sleeve up like expensive stuff, I see what he has to say about it. So that's my shout out. Fuck yeah. Is the professor before you, from before American we get Larry off the topic of college. Before we get off the topic of popper. I want to steal a shout out real quick and I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners who is the, my, my grandfather of popper fucking my buddy Rupert, who is, who is a avid listener of the cast. Somebody that I grew up who t- honestly taught me how to play magic. And he is a huge fucking popper guy. And if I, if I didn't know from popper from him, I probably would have learned popper from Talarian community college. And we need to do, if we want to sit down and when popper blows up, cause it's going to, I would love to sit down with him and just go over the popper format, more specifically popper commander, because he is a fucking champion of that format specific. He loves that shit. Yeah, you. I always hear you talk about that, and I've never once played that. We need to eventually, at some point, when there's a fucking when there's a week in Magic where nothing's happening, drag his ass on here and just do an entire episode on popper commander because popcom is fucking electric that format is insane and he knows more about that format than i think anybody on the planet do you know what would be good what if fucking people tell us what they want to fucking hear yeah fucking amen goddamn twitter bitches not saying shit fuck you fucker speaking of twitter bitches if you want to be one of those twitter bitches you can find us on twitter at fetch underscore shock oh goddamn that was smooth that's what I like to fucking do, baby. Listen, was, I'm nothing but smooth. God I'm a fucking smooth. slick baby's ass when it comes to fucking transitions. I'm that a segue master. And if you also want to find me on Twitter, I am at BasicLandBen. And if you want to find Matt on Twitter, he is at ItsBop. So go fucking, go, just go on Twitter. Go on Twitter. That's where, every, that's where all the news is. That's where all the cool shit is. If you want to fucking cool learn hang about out. anything, Twitter. That's fucking everything that's on the internet is true, which means Twitter is nothing but facts. Everything I've ever read on the internet is true. I take yeah, I see something yeah. and I'm like, oh, goddamn. Yeah, the earth is flat because Twitter told me so. Yeah. <laughs> Where I get all my information from. <laughs> all right, dude. Well, it was fucking good talking to you. I'm glad having you back. Yeah, that makes one of us. Yeah, <laughs> I know we, we totally fucking blew the early week release this this week around. I was on I vacation was, and I had to get That was just because of yeah our schedules just being conflicting to that. Yeah, so, so but this is going to be a late week release. If you're listening to this, you already fucking know that. Uh, we're going to try to get back on the 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 early week train next week. So you look forward to that. I'm kind of fucking drunk already, but let's yeah. hang this bitch up and let's start a new podcast. Let's fucking throw some notes together and just go in. <laughs> we're just going to fucking just run it back. And by the end of the fucking next one, we're just going to be just mumbling into each other's fucking microphone. Hey, you're fucking, you're doing <laughs> magic. Mad, 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 mad
even close to no, anything that could be considered English. See. <laughs> All right, dude. I'll All talk right, to you next week. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll see you then. Peace out, nerds! Peace! Fuck.